Welcome to this week's episode of the Legacy Lowdown. I'm your host, Tyler Watkins of Legacy Insurance Group. And I'm co-host, Lindsay Bowman of The Polish Agency. We're excited to be recording new episodes each week in the Polish Podcast Studio in downtown Jonesboro. Each week, we'll interview a new guest, and you can listen in as they explain in their own words how they are making a positive impact in Northeast Arkansas. Disasters, accidents, mishaps, and mayhem, they happen. Hi, I'm Barbara, an agent with Legacy Insurance Group with your weekly insurance tip. Did you know you should review your coverage from time to time with a knowledgeable agent to make sure your coverage is adequate? If you need a knowledgeable agent, look us up on LegacyInsuranceAR.com or find us on social media to request a quote. Hey, Lindsay, how's it going? Hey, I'm good. You got a big trip planned at the end of this week? I do. I'm excited. Where are you going? Headed to Sandusky now, to Cedar Point. Cedar Point, is that, that's like the giant roller coasters, yes, right? Yes, all of the roller coasters. All, so, I mean, are you still, I mean, you're still young, but yeah. are you too old to be, you know, Definitely all day not. long? No, no, I mean, the plan is to go all day. They're open late because it's Halloween right oh, now. Oh, okay. So, we're going to do some nighttime stuff, too. So, should be fun. Sounds like a good time. Well, we'll go ahead and get into our guest this week. It is Brandon Mathis. Lindsay, do you want to tell us a little bit about Brandon or we want to let him do it? I think we should let him tell us. Okay. So, Brandon, welcome to the Legacy Lowdown. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, well, as I said, I'm Brandon Mathis. I'm uh, with uh, Hemp Solutions. I'm, I guess I'm the general manager of Hemp Solutions. Uh, we're a uh, small CBD company out uh, in Bay, located just outside of Jonesboro. We are seed to product uh, CBD producer. We raise it right there on the farm. So grower, packer, shipper? Does that we mean do it all, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So then we, on yeah. top of Hemp Solutions, you also have the, you can talk yes, about this we, line? Yes, we do. A, we have our own product line, uh, Kildee Hemp Company. Uh, it's 1-L-K-I-L-D-E-E, hemp.com. You can check us out. We offer a line of tinctures and um, some uh, topical rubs and working on other products uh, as we speak. So... Before we get too far into this, I want to go back. What 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 made you decide to start this company? What 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 was going on? What you know? There's all kinds of things you could farm. Why hemp? Well, that's funny. I was doing traditional farming: peanuts, cotton, soybeans, typical things you see around here. And uh, started hearing about hemp uh, in the background. Started looking into it. And uh, one day, I was uh, received an email that we're having a hemp college in Kentucky. Educating people on growing hemp. I thought so, all colleges were hemp colleges. Well, yeah, yeah, somewhat. somewhat yeah. But uh, I thought, well, we'll go check this out. I'm always looking for unique things, and uh, uh, talked to my former boss, Randy McNeil, and told him, and he said, "Well, let's go." Well, we get up there, and they make it sound out like it's the next, uh, it's the next uh, search for gold. You know, it's uh, everybody's making fifty, sixty thousand dollars an acre. So we look into it, and I'm like, golly, I got to look into this. Well, us and a million other people also decided mm. to do it. So uh, we jumped in in 2020, grew 150 acres, and we got about halfway through the year, and we we're like, "What are we going to do with all this?" <laughs> you know, nobody's coming to market to buy it. So we decided we have to jump on down the line. We bought uh, extraction equipment and uh, started producing 
bulk CBD distillates, isolates, and those kind of products to try to offer um, bulk product producers. So for me in my little raised bed garden, 150 <laughs> acres sounds like a lot, but t- compare that to, say, the standard row crops, rice, beans, peanuts, the things you were farming. It typically it's small for farms around here, 150 acres, but uh, we were going to try to mechanize this, and what we found out through the process is it's not real easy. We, uh, we started off, had a combine, had an idea, this is what we're going to do, and we're going to do it just like rice and all the other crops. Well, that was the COVID year, and uh, right at harvest began, I, I was down with COVID. So we were uh, the next two weeks were pretty crazy. We got behind, uh, tried the mechanical way, and realized it wasn't going to work. So next thing I know, I'm hiring 40 people, and we're manually going out and getting this crop. And we realized real quick that uh, you know it's not the technology is not there to mechanize this crop just yet. So we <laughs> we went to hand harvesting, and uh, you know it's. It's been a wild journey ever since. Our slogan is "Hempin' ain't easy," and that's the truth. <laughs> so, so again, I have a l- slight, a little bit of experience with farm farming, and then we also have some customers that have farmed hemp in the past. I don't believe they do anymore. But so, can you plant this the same way you plant peanuts and soy? Like, how, take me from planting all the way to harvest. What does that look like for a hemp crop versus, say, like I said, a traditional row crop? We 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 do it a little bit different than traditional row crop. We do uh, starts. We actually start the plants in the greenhouse from seedlings. So they're in the greenhouse uh, for about four weeks, and then we take a transplanter outside and plant the uh, put the plants in the ground. At that point, four weeks after they start. Um, some people do do the direct seed, but uh, there hadn't been a real seed is so expensive. There's not a real success rate that way, so we choose to do the starts in the greenhouse and then take them outside. And so you guys have your own greenhouse then? Yes, we've got two greenhouses on site. We do all of our own starts seeding. Uh, we buy our genetics off uh, the West Coast, Oregon, Colorado. They're way ahead, way ahead of everybody else on the genetics. They've been doing this a little bit longer. Yeah, that's not surprising. Yes, yes. So, how many people are working at that point? Uh, the planting, it usually takes about 15 to 20 people okay. to plant the crop. we got seasonal help that comes in. There's uh, six of us on staff, and then we bring seasonal help in for the planting and the harvest. And uh, harvest, it's all done by hand. It's a very labor-intensive crop. That's why I was asking. It sounds like it would be. Yeah, I mean, so if you compare, I mean, 15 people, like there's, in traditional row crops, mechanized is the way you called it earlier, you know, 15 people could farm 10,000 acres in yes. a traditional crop, yes. you know. Um, so, anyways, you got these plants in the ground. They're growing. Can you spray them with herbicides like you do no, other we crops? No, we don't use any pesticides. We, uh, we have organic practices. We don't use any pesticides or uh, any artificial fertilizers or anything like that in our process. So, it's... Uh, the only weed control we have is manpower, so it's very labor-intensive again. Throughout the whole season, we're sending crews out and, uh, you know, constantly weeding the crop. So this is basically a 150-acre garden. Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's correct. That's correct. So, and then, again, I'm just kind of filling in some things I've heard, so help me out here. We're talking about we're growing hemp for CBD versus marijuana. So to keep yes. it produced from producing THC, don't you have to go keep the plants from pollinating somehow or something? How does that work? Well, we we buy genetics that have been modified to have low amounts of THC. Okay. And um, technically, the only thing that the difference between hemp and THC is, I guess, by law is 0.3%. We have to stay under the 0.3% THC limit. We are, before we can harvest, the state comes out, samples our crop, and has to approve that we're below the 0.3%. So technically, anything above 03 is considered marijuana in the state. So the only difference is hemp is below the 0.3%. 
Um, we just go after genetics that have been bred to not have the high amounts of THC because if it if they do come out and it's above the point three, unfortunately, you have to destroy your crop based on the current laws. Even though you can remediate and do things behind the scenes, the current laws require us to destroy our crop. So it's a it's a sick feeling. We had to destroy a few acres last year, and it's hard to grow a crop all year and then uh, literally destroy it. literally destroy it. Wow. Just watching your work go up and oh, smoke. Oh gosh, yes, it was, I've got all it, kinds of jokes for him today. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. Literally watch you go up it. and smoke. Yes, it's, uh, it's not a good feeling uh, driving that disc through a beautiful hemp crop uh, and having somebody watch you do it. Mm-hmm. They have to actually come out and, and make visibly, sure, it's yeah, done. yeah, that watch you do fun. it. So, so what what kind of growing time are we talking about here? From the time they go into the ground and to what the time of year season? too? Yeah. It, it's your typical season. Okay. We 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 start off in the spring. We'll go into the greenhouse late April, early May, and then by June, first of June, they actually uh, we take them outside and go from there. And then your typical harvest window, depending on varieties, anywhere from September to October. So like like your typical crops. So in let's say October, you're going out. You got all these guys out here. You're harvesting the crop. And as you spoke about earlier, you guys are going to extract the oil. Is that the next process? Does that take place here in in Bay? Yes, it's right there on site. Yes, yes. We uh, well, actually, it's it's we dry it, we hang it, dry it, and then what we call bucking, taking the buds off the stem. We get rid of the stem and that kind of, and um, and then we take the buds, dry them down, put them in bags, and uh, put them in line to be extracted. So drying them, is that like a traditional grain type bin or is it we blow how we blow air through it? How does that work? Again, we had all kinds of ideas, but we found the best way is just to uh to hang and uh let it dry on its own. Uh try to keep the humidity down and uh, you know, like this year we're very lucky it's been dry, good dry weather, so we've been able to dry. Um other years it's been a nightmare to try to get it dry. Yeah, I can understand. Right, right now we're how many days without rain? So Yes, uh, yes. It's been uh it's not good. We need rain now, but it's been great for the hemp harvest. Yeah. I can understand that. Are you guys done for this year already? No, or? we've got about half of the crop out. Okay. Uh, we're getting close. So, you know, roughly 80 acres. How, how well, much this time? year, just 10 acres. We've gone down each year. I went 150 the first year, 80 the next, and then we're down to 10 this year. Uh, we've got so much biomass to go through with COVID and things kind of delayed us getting started. And, um, and then that's just us not knowing what we could produce. We produce so much more, and a little bit of CBD goes a long way, we found out. So that, that was another part of the learning curve is you don't need to grow big acres. You know, that's the uh, – I guess that's what us farmers do. You see, you uh, let's just plant a lot, you know. Yeah, more is always that, better, right? Yes, and then that's what happened. The market got flooded in 2020 and 21, and, and prices tanked, and uh, – you know, now we're just trying to battle through that and wait on all that crop to uh, kind of go through the market and disappear. And we are starting to see positive trends in the market. So, so you, go ahead. Lindsay. Did you learn all the techniques you talked about at the college thing you went to, or has no, that been kind of yeah, trial? Honestly, and it's been trial and error. Yeah. We had, like I said, we had great ideas. We're going to mechanical harvest. We built dryers. We were going to just. It was going to be easy, just like mm-hmm. any traditional crop. I was going to do twenty acres a day and be done with harvest in a week. Well, it took almost thirty days and. Like I said, 40 to 50 people. Wow. I mean, I was literally, anybody calls, say, come on, you can start today. (laughs) And it's hard to find 40 people to work, Mm -hmm. uh, especially. uh, Yeah, right now. We take, uh, the best way we found, we take uh, a weed eater with a mulch blade, walk down the rows, cut the plants down, load them up, and then literally hang dry. And then the buds are stripped off by hand when they're dry. So it's a. like I said, very labor intensive, and uh, we're constantly looking for ways to uh, mechanize this. So what's so, the next step? Uh, with the extraction? Mm-hmm. Or, um, well, it's brought in, it's dried, and then we uh, 
we uh, extract with CO2 extraction. It's a very clean, uh, just CO2, something that's natural in the world uh, that we use to do our extraction. We get our crude oil from there, and then it's taken into our lab to be refined depending on what it's going for, either a uh, hemp distillate, which is in most of your uh, edible and tincture-type products, or an isolate, which is also put in a lot of products. Uh, We sell those bulk uh, to other customers that make products, and then we also, like I said, have our product line, Kildee Hemp, kildeehemp.com, so that, uh, you know, we make tinctures and... And so the lab is here. Yes, the lab's right there on the farm in Jonesboro. Literally, the plant, you know, from seed to finish, literally never leaves the farm. Um, you know, that's what we kind of pride ourselves. We take uh, take care of it from start to finish. And um, and then at some point, another round of testing happens, right? Yes, we we third party test every every bit of our products. We we use a lab in Colorado. It's been doing it for a while, and uh, you know, just so that we can verify what we're giving you is what we say, and uh, it's good, clean product. That's awesome. So so we're getting to the part where we've got it packaged, and we've got some here today that I think Lindsay might try here in just a second. I forgot to do that. Yeah. So give me an idea. For somebody who is not familiar with CBD, why would somebody, what what would you use that to treat, or what what would you use it for? Well, you know, there's all kinds of studies being done, and as cannabis spreads across the country, there's more and more, um, you know, studies happening. But uh, what we find it helps people with is, is anxiety issues, sleep issues, and also inflammation. Um, it's got a lot of the same aspects, Um that THC can help with, but it doesn't have the psychoactive effect of THC. So we, uh, like I said, anybody just trying to relax or, uh, you know, if you have joint pain, those kind of things, it, it really seems to help. Help with that. Yeah. And as I was preparing for the podcast, you know, I said I, I didn't know a ton about CBD, so I did get online and read some articles. And we all know that everything you see online is true, right? <laughs> everything. So That's right. I got on the, I did get on the National Institute of Health, and that was one of the things they mentioned pain, anxiety. It, it's um, shown to be effective in treating mild to moderate uh, pain and anxiety. So there is research out here to back this up, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And there's more and more. You know, as cannabis sweeps across the country, uh, you're beginning to see more and more studies as it's becoming legal across different states. And there's a bad stigma on it that we got to get over. And, you know, it seems that gradually people are starting to come around and, and see what this product, it's not just a product to get you higher. It, you know, it's, there's a lot of good that comes with cannabis products. Yeah, there's a, um, so at, tell me this too. I see this in pharmacies a lot. Do I need a prescription for this? No, there's no prescription for CBD. It's not like the uh, the THC where you have to have a medical card. Um CBD is, is is available over the counter in most places. Okay, so I take CBD at night to yeah. go to sleep. Um, well, I did shake it okay, before I opened good it. Deal. Uh, I'm about to try this one. I've never tried this one before. It's apple zinc, but I've never taken it during the day. Mm-hmm. And it does help with sleep a lot because yes, I, ha- yes. I have to be able to wake up. Like I need something to kind of help me relax. But I have twin babies, so uh, I have to be able yeah. to wake up and not be. And it, it's never made me feel groggy or anything, but it does kind of put me into a really good It kind of just sleep. eases your mind. I don't see... Right. You know, really get so what's going to happen when I take this right now? The same thing? It's just going to ease my mind, but not make me sleepy or... Yeah, so just help you relax. Right, I'm about to take yeah. it live. Just go kind of Apple go into the tongue the for 20 seconds. Mil? Yeah. Okay. And that's and the 1,500 milligram there, so uh, it's a 50 milligram shot you just took It's pretty there. good. Yeah. 
It looks like, is there all kinds of different flavors too? Yeah, we offer, uh, I guess we currently we have three flavors, uh, Fruity Fields, Apple Zing, and Berry Natural. Um, they're offered in 1,500 and 3,000 milligram uh, versions. Uh, so you're 1,500, you're taking uh, 50 milligrams per shot, per full dropper, and uh, double that for 100 milligrams with 3,000. And you said you when you took that same dose, you take it? Double well, I take a three thousand. I take the okay. three thousand every morning, and then if it's been a long, stressful day, I'm worried about trying to, you know, my mind's racing, thinking about things. I'll take another dose right before mm-hmm. bed. Kind of helps me, you know, ease the mind. So, uh, has the um, marijuana industry here like has that? Does that negatively impact your business, or is it kind of positively? Or I, I don't think it's negatively impact. Mm-hmm. I think as the market's getting educated, the uh, CCB can, CBD can help as well, and you're kind of mm-hmm. seeing it in the industry. More and more products they're offering at dispensaries have CBD within the product. Uh, like I mentioned before, CBD can actually help offset the psychoactive mm-hmm. effects of THC, so you're seeing more and more of these you know, CBD being put in these products, not everybody, mm-hmm. you don't want to be in the couch with every product. you still got to function, you know, and, and yeah. you need your medicine. That's something I found really fascinating. And I mean, you told me that, but a friend of mine has her marijuana card and she said that her nurse and her, everybody she talked to and the person that sold her the, the marijuana product, she has a gummy for sleep, that they said, while you're learning and figuring this out, you need to buy some CBD to have on hand yes, in case yes. you feel like you've taken too much if you take the CBD. Yeah, pure CBD can of. actually bring I didn't you, know that. Yeah, bring you out of a high. You know, again, it's still being studied, and there's, uh, you know, some people that would argue against that, but, uh, you know, we've experienced it. And so, yeah, if you ever, I guess, get in trouble, use some CBD <laughs> to help balance you out. Have some on hand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to me that we're just now kind of figuring all these things out, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm sure hemp's been around forever. You yes, know? yes. been Yeah, and I guess the uh, 2018 Farm Bill brought it back to where we could actually start growing again. Uh, some states have been doing it a little longer, but uh, but yeah, I think we're starting to see it sweep across the the cannabis, you know, sweeping across the country now. And uh, there's a lot of good things. And uh, unfortunately, I think you know, in some aspects, big pharma's fighting us because they don't want a natural, mm-hmm. you know, medicine. Unfortunately, to uh, to help. Well, and that's and I find it a little bit interesting too because I think about uh, some people I know, for instance, they're totally comfortable taking this powerful opioid that the doctor prescribes, but they're not okay with taking some CBD. Mm-hmm. They, you know what yes, I mean? It's yes. like the, it's this strange dynamic that I don't quite fully understand. It, do, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's uh, because the doctor said it was okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and you really study what's all in it. You know, I don't want to get into that too much, but uh, so, this is a natural occurring compound that uh, – think people really need to take a look at to that point have you guys um considered or maybe you're already doing this you know working with some physicians and things to say hey we've got these products out here they're maybe not as you know as potent as you know yes there's a few receptive but you still have you know the people that you know they just think negatively on cannabis right now they're not coming around they said there hadn't been enough studies uh to back it up uh but you know you hear story after story and uh you know uh, the proof is there, you know, it's the studies may not back it up, but you just hear individual story after story of how it's helped people. Um, you know, uh, my grandmother had bad arthritis in her hands and she's in our topical rub now and she's not having any issues. It's uh, just true stories that keep backing it up. Sounds like you need to get grandma on social media. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. 
Sweet. Where all do you, just out of curiosity, where all do you send your, like you said, you can sell your bulk product to people who are um, making their own products like what you make? Do y'all, can y'all sell that anywhere in the country or is there like yeah, I believe there's a few states we can't ship to mm-hmm. and then depending on if they have a hemp license or not, depending on what kind of uh, ratio of THC, mm-hmm. but we, we have the ability to remediate. We can make any product legal. Um, you know, that, that's that's my problem with the current laws is I can't harvest this crop if it's above 0.3, but I have the ability in the lab to make a product that's legal before it goes out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's one of the issues. You know, CBD and THC go hand in hand. As CBD goes up, so does your THC. So we're kind of crippled as farmers. We can't push our crop to the maximum. Because if we go over the limit, then we're looking at destroying it, and you have several thousand dollars in a crop that just got disked into the ground. So there's a lot of issues to still work through, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, from a government standpoint, that we need to to get going our way. It's a. It seems like it probably is headed more that way. We're just in a weird, like, in between time. Yes, you you know what I mean. Where we're trying to figure out what we want to do next. You know, with with marijuana still being federally illegal and things like that. So you know, and it's gradually sweeping, and it sounds like uh, it's going to be on the ballot here in the next month for Arkansas to go recreational. So it. Spreading across the country, mm-hmm. so for sure. So um, you kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but again, if somebody's looking to to buy these products, where can they find your products at? Um, we've got a website, killdhemp dot com. You can purchase them on there, and we're in a few stores. Um, I'm careful. Uh, a lot of them don't like me mentioning okay. where they're in the store because of uh, credit cards will actually cut some of these stores off, you know, credit card processors for selling products because it's the cannabis, you know, people get skittish. I had issues with it myself. Um, so I, I won't mention any particular stores. Um, but look around. But, it's yeah, out. yeah, look around. <laughs> and we're gradually spreading it around. Um, so, uh, but yeah, the website right now, killedhemp.com. Uh, you can purchase and uh, even pick up at the farm if you'd like. That's an option as well. Love to give anybody a tour to kind of see what we have going on out there. Uh, most people that come are impressed. That's all this is. Uh, it looks like a farm shop on the outside, but uh, definitely a lot more going on on the inside. Yeah, it's fascinating to me too. We hear about, uh, especially with our food, farm to table is a huge thing right now. Mm-hmm. So now we got you know farm to tincture. You <laughs> yeah, know? that's right. That's right. <laughs> That's so, uh, even had a few people come out and borrow some out of the field. So it's uh, borrow some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're still waiting on them to bring That's it back. I'm, the, I'm sure. Right? The, uh, the first year I had it, uh, I eventually had to hire the uh, hired off duty police to guard it. And the first night, they arrested nine people. Oh in the my field. goodness! So uh, they were actually <laughs> stealing it, drying it down, and I guess cutting it with the real stuff, uh, doubling their their value. So. Uh, you know, that, oh, was, wow. that was kind of a joke. Uh, if you're buying uh, marijuana off the uh, black market around here for a while, it was probably my hemp. <laughs> a lot of people coming to borrow some, it. Some disappointed Dang. customers there for a second, huh? Uh, yeah. Something else I wanted you to just mention was about the private labeling options you have, um, which Hemp Solutions offers to, to companies who may want to sell their own. Yeah, if you CBD. want to make your own product line, we'd love to work with you. And, uh, you know, we can label it, bottle it, do it all right there uh, on site. Um you know, and, and we're, any product you want to make, we can probably uh, hit the drawing board and make it happen. Well, and for people around here, everybody's 
kind of in the shop local movement. It's yes, kind of yes. that whole, okay, it's grown here, it's made here, everything happens here. Um, so I think a lot of local businesses who, I know the pharmacy that I work with, Southern Pharmacy, is talking to them about doing a private label where it's the same product, but it's a Southern Pharmacy branded, you know. Yeah, yeah, we'll brand it anyway. <clears throat> uh, just love to work with uh, yeah. anybody and develop new recipes and ideas and you know, we're continuing to work on products. We're working on a pet line right now that hopefully will be out soon. And uh, our next step is gummies. That seems to be a big thing mm-hmm. uh, that the consumers want. So uh, just trying to find our way. Uh, I told you my sister wants a dog treat. Yes, we're going to work on that <laughs> as well. That's, yeah. She yeah. said that parent, the pet parents can understand feeding the treat more than they yes, can. Yes, yes. And, and it's, the... it's, yeah, it's dosed better. Mm-hmm. You know, you, get, yeah. you have a... You know exactly what you're giving them. Some people, mm-hmm. uh, the dropper and trying to give it to a pet, I understand, would be tough. Yeah. <laughs> so do you guys, I'm, I'm assuming you have social media also, right, where people go check you out and see, what's, see what you got going on? Yes, yes. Uh, I guess on Instagram, Kildee Hemp, and then also uh, our Hemp Solutions, not so much, but yeah, Kildee uh, Polish is helping us with that, push that out there. So they've done a great job getting us out there. I haven't done the best job of getting us out there. A lot of people don't know we're here, but... Uh, we're starting the new push and uh, just uh, trying to let everybody know we're here. Well, this has been an inter- interesting conversation for sure. I feel like I've learned a lot. So I'm glad you came on today. Me yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so for having me. Before we let anybody go, you have to answer our 10 rapid fire questions. They're you were not really prepared for these questions. They're really difficult. Scary. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, it's <laughs> just kidding. But just this or that. Uh, are we ready? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Coffee or Red Bull? Coffee. Red Wolves or Razorbacks? Ooh, Razorbacks. I I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Which Harry Potter house are you? I'm not a Harry Potter fan. Okay. I'm there. That's okay. You either know or you don't. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Night in or night out? Night out. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Lake or river? Lake. Spotify or Pandora? Neither. <laughs> what is your... Apple Music, okay, I guess. Okay, yeah. I don't have to add that as an option. It has gotten good here lately. Yeah. Country or pop? Gosh, I like both. Depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, both. <laughs> Singing or dancing? Mm, probably dancing. Okay, now you have to dance. Bust a move. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, I appreciate you coming on today. It was fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, again, killdhemp.com. Check us out. I'll drop it in the in the show notes. Yeah, show yeah. Notes. perfect. This has been the Legacy Lowdown with Brandon Mathis. Interested in recording your own podcast? Check out the Polish Podcast Studio in downtown Jonesboro. We have affordable hourly rates available. You can come in at your convenience, record for as long as you'd like, and use our top-of-the-line equipment. To learn more, go visit us online at thepolishagency.com. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Legacy Lowdown. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. New episodes will be released each Wednesday. If you have a suggestion for a guest, visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Legacy Lowdown Podcast.